Hello, you're listening to Unpacking the Case, a podcast by David Jones-Bold, the real estate law specialist. Today, and as ever, I am joined by our head of legal training, Richard Snape. Hello, Richard. Hello. So we're going to be breaking the format somewhat today for a news flash episode following the Supreme Court judgment on the 14th of May 2021, which is last Friday as we're recording. And this was the Hurstwood and Rossendale case uh, looking at business rates and empty properties. So if you could just start, Richard, by giving us some of the background into this business rates and empty properties issue and then let us know what the judgment was last Friday morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the background is, as you say, it's on the business rates and empty properties. Um, as uh, people may appreciate that uh, if you've got uh, empty commercial premises, well, before April of 2008, you used to pay 50% business rates after three months of the premises being empty. Uh, and uh, before April 2008, uh, empty commercial industrial units and uh, warehousing didn't pay business rates. Another little change with something called the Rating Empty Properties Act of 2007 uh, that year, uh, as it came into force in April uh, 2008. Uh, and uh, empty commercial premises now pay uh, 100% business rates after three months of being empty, and empty industrial units and warehousing pay 100% after six months. And it's also worth uh, drawing attention to the fact that, well, for the last uh, since the start of the first lockdown in late March of 2020. Um, if you have uh, premises in the retail leisure hospitality sector, uh, you don't pay business rates currently, although that ends different uh, things for England and Wales, where well, that starts to be reduced shortly. Uh, it doesn't apply if the premises is empty. Um, and uh, there's a large number of empty premises out there. If it's empty because of statute, you know, there's uh, health protection regulations, brought in because of COVID, then this doesn't apply. But otherwise, you start paying large amounts in some parts of the country of business rates. Now, back in 2008, a few months after all this changed, um, through no fault of their own, large numbers of commercial premises uh, started to be empty because we had what became known as the credit crunch hitting. And obviously, the same similar things are happening now. And it won't go away. And people started to think of schemes to avoid business rates liability. One of them was based on the fact that uh, if you've got a business in liquidation or administration, then you don't pay business rates on your premises for duration. And that's basically what uh, Hurstwood and Rossendale, it's also Wigan Borough Council, as well as Rossendale up in Lancashire. Uh, but uh, that's what the background to the, fa- uh, the case was. What you do, there are two different types of scheme, although very much related. One is you, uh, the person who owns the empty properties, sets up a special purpose vehicle, a company for the purpose of this and this alone with no assets. Uh, grants it a short business lease and then uh, dissolves the company. And the other, uh, you do a similar kind of thing. You set up a special purpose vehicle and uh, then um, wind up the company um, and, and spin out and be the winding up process to avoid the business rates. And both the High Court and the Court of Appeal in the, the current case, Hurstwood case, said that that was valid and legitimate. It went to the Supreme Court. It was actually heard by the Supreme Court last October, but uh, we didn't actually get the ruling until, uh, as Lizzie mentioned, uh, last Friday morning, May the 14th. Uh, They uh, 
The Supreme Court uh, unanimously decided that both schemes were, were void. Uh, one, uh, the dissolution scheme, they said, well, they were just set up for the sole purpose of avoiding business rates, and that's not the statute and what the statute was about. Uh, the statute and uh, was designed to encourage landlords not to keep premises empty by giving some sort of sanction if they did do so. That's the theory, at least. I'm not sure about that in practice. Um, and uh, therefore, you know, if you set up this you know, the scheme specifically to avoid the business rates, it won't work. It's against the statutory intention. They actually quoted a tax scheme, a tax avoidance case called Ramsey in, in Land Revenue Commissioners from the early 80s on that basis and said it's not just about tax avoidance. They also su suggested, well, didn't just suggest that by setting up these uh, schemes where you dissolve the company, uh, it eventually it basically goes to the crown bone of Acantia. Uh, then you might be acting unlawfully by doing that. So it could have criminal consequences. Uh, the schemes are also basically meant to sort of foil local authorities, the billing authorities, who wouldn't know about uh, the fact that um, you know, this had happened, this, you know, there'd been a dissolution of the company, and therefore it would be too late to claim business rates against them. Uh, they said similar things about the scheme whereby you wind up the company. Again, it goes against the clear statutory intention, uh, and that also failed. So that particular scheme, which was well used uh, in empty properties, has now gone. And that's the, the sort of background to it. Okay, so can you talk now to the significance of that and the implications this case is going to have going forward? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the sort of schemes based on winding up and dissolution are out the window now. Uh, and uh, there's obviously, again, a huge number of empty properties out there and they're not going to go away. I think it's going to make landlords think very, very carefully. I mean, currently you can't forfeit for non-payment of rent without changes again in the near future, different, slightly different in England and Wales. I think landlords are going to be desperate you know, to, to not affect forfeiture and to keep tenants. Uh, tenants are going to be busily trying to break leases left, right and centre and landlords will be desperate to try, try and keep them uh, because of the, the rating liability three months or six months for industrial units and warehousing later. More significant still is uh, whether the same principles apply to other avoidance schemes. Uh, empty charitable premises don't pay business rates um, and uh, charities only pay 20% and that can be waived by the local billing authority. Early on, uh, there were schemes in the early days of this, there were schemes set up whereby you just granted leases to charities who didn't pay a rental and if anything got a reverse premium to be there. Uh, those schemes were held to be valid, but the charity commissioners um, basically said that charities shouldn't be taking part in tax avoidance and some of the people uh, who set up these schemes have been barred from being directors of charities so that sort of went. Uh, the commoner scheme is if you can show six uh, weeks occupation or more in any three months or six months for industrial unit and warehousing period then you can avoid business rates for those period for that period. 
Um, you start again, if you like, after another three months, you're granted another six weeks license. So you see things like pop-up shops and you know the gift shop in the run-up to Christmas to avoid business rates. Um, sometimes more than legitimate uh, six weeks occupation, but sometimes frequently uh, used as a way, a way of avoiding business rates specifically. They're called macro schemes because of the case macro and non-eaten embed with uh, Borough Council, uh, which accepted all they were doing there is every three months they'd be given a six-week agreement uh, to store 16 pallets in an otherwise large empty area and that was held to be valid. You occupy the premises, the High Court decided. And there's another case, Principal Offsite Logistics in Trafford Borough Council, which said uh, it's a legitimate business because your business is the business of avoiding tax and business rates. Um, those cases have gone as far as the High Court. There was actually a recent, you know, this year High Court case called Isles and Leeds City Council, which uh, failed, where it was office block, empty offices in Leeds, and the business was snail farming. Uh, and the judge basically said, you must be joking. This isn't a legitimate business. Offices are not really designed for snail farming. So there is a question mark over that. I suspect before too long, we'll start seeing appeal cases on this, or even the judges themselves at high courts, first instance level, deciding that on the basis of what Hurstwood says, although not exactly to the point and also wasn't commented upon, uh, the same might just apply. So it might just be that we see the whole sort of business rates, empty property avoidance schemes go with uh, tragic consequences for landlords. Okay, thank you. That's really interesting. And thank you for coming on um, to talk about that case today so quickly after the judgment was made last week. That's brilliant. You've been listening to Unpacking the Case, a podcast by David Jones Bold. We look forward to seeing you in our next episode. 